Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. So good morning, everyone. I'm Darren Javog, uh, chair of DivorceNet and the host of Clean Break, the podcast. I'm here today with a special co-host guest, uh, or special co-host, I should say, Megan Cumming. And Megan is a registered uh, psychotherapist in private practice with offices both in Kempville and Ottawa. Here in Kempville, she is an associate at Compassionate Support for Stressful Times, a host, uh, a holistic stress and trauma clinic, where she specializes in childhood trauma, sexual abuse, and Megan is also a yoga teacher. She is often uh, she often brings that uh, knowledge to many of the sessions that she does. Megan completed her Bachelor of Psychology with a minor in Religious Studies at the University of Ottawa and her Master's in Counseling and Spiritual Spirituality at St. Uh, St. Paul University. So Megan grew up here in Kempville uh, and internationally set up a practice, uh, oh, sorry, intentionally set up a practice <laughs> here because, you know, actually, uh, because she could uh, see a real need uh, in the rural area. Kemple, uh, Kemple being uh, her place where she grew up, I believe, is where you, where you call home. And um, as our, our co-host today, she's going to help me run the show because Tina Marie is not here today. So Megan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And uh, we our guest today on the show is Vicki Townsend. Did I say that correctly? You said it correctly. Excellent. Vicki is a native of Ottawa. She works predominantly in Ottawa as a life coach. Is that correct? And um, she, her professional designations include uh, a professional certified coach. She is a certified professional coach uh, or co-active coach. Co-active coach. Co-active coach. And uh, she is married, been married for 24 years. 24 years. It's always nice having uh, some guests on the show that have had prolonged marriage. I've, I've been married for 23 years myself. Well, it took a second time to get it right. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So you got both sides. I That's both awesome. Sides. I know about blended families, etc. Excellent. Well, 24 years is quite a milestone. Yep. Excellent. And um, from the education and designation side, you uh, you trained at, uh, sorry, the Institute for? The Coaches Training Institute. Excellent. Excellent. And you're uh, active in your community with uh, with the the... Uh, church in Bell, uh, the Anglican Church in Bell's Corners. Bell's Corners, that's right. Great, great. Well, thank you for joining us today, Vicki, and uh, I look forward to our conversation. Um, so tell us me. a little bit about yourself. So tell us where you grew up. Like, did you grow up in Ottawa? So, uh, yeah, I'm a native of Ottawa. I was actually born in the Civic Hospital. People, There's not too many people that are actually native of Ottawa, I'm told, but uh, so I've grown up here, um, worked here, and uh, had my family here. So I have... As I mentioned, I have a daughter from my first marriage and a uh, blended family with my husband, Bill. Two daughters, six grandchildren, and uh, more coming. Wow. So um, I'm, I'm lucky that this, you know, I'm lucky that I know people sometimes struggle with blended families, but uh, I've always had lots of support around me and welcoming. So uh, I was always lucky that way. Excellent. Well, excuse me, I'm just taking my jacket yeah. off. It's all a little warm in here. Um, and wouldn't you know it, we just said, that we did a podcast where a fire truck drove by, mm -hmm. oh. and while you're introducing yourself, a fire truck drove by. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's a little added entertainment for the listeners. Right? There we yeah. go. That's right. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about about uh, have you always been a life coach? 
No, so my initial career was in, I was working in a law firm as doing the wills and estates as a law clerk. And I really enjoyed the people part of the job and I liked working with the people, but I felt that something was missing. And I think maybe all of us go through that at some point, kind of reflecting on our life path. And uh, I thought, is this it? Can I be doing this for another, you know, 15 years or something? And thought, there has to be something else that I could do. So I, I really... I think it would have been easy at that point to just say, no, this is it, this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing, I've, I'll just keep on doing it. But I took the time, talked to people, did some research. And when I found life coaching, um, I, I remember someone directed me to the website for the Coaches Training Institute. And I read the website and I remember coming downstairs to my husband and I said, you know, it's almost like it's too good to be true. This is exactly what I'd like to do, this idea of making a difference in people's lives. Um, and I was clear that I didn't want to do counseling or therapy. Um, and I really admire uh, Omegan and, and people that do that. But I didn't want to be working with people in crisis. Uh, what I like about life coaching is usually people are ready to move forward. They're ready to make change in their life and they're looking for support in doing that. Um, and so that's what I love about life coaching. So I did, I took the training with the Coaches Training Institute. They're in California, but they give their courses in Toronto and Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, eventually took the training, passed that, and then they have a, a year-long certification course. And the model that they teach is uh, co-active coaching. Mm -hmm. And what that's about is, is the co-activity is the relationship that develops between me as the coach and you as the client. And it's, the, it's a co-active relationship. So you're giving me permission to ask the hard question. Mm -hmm. And um, I, will, I always like to tell people the difference between life coaching and counseling or therapy, because mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of confusion around that and fuzziness. And I'll give it with counseling or therapy, and I'll give a general overview, but with counseling or therapy, generally you're looking to the past mm -hmm. for healing, or there's an emotional issue that has to be dealt with. Okay. But with life coaching, um, you're looking you're, you're ready to take action and move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's about moving forward with your life. Mm -hmm. um, and I always like to make, and so sometimes, occasionally, people may come to me wanting life coaching, um, which is why I usually offer an introductory session because I can, it's, it's for me a chance for me to make sure that it's coaching, that coaching will serve them best as right. opposed to maybe counseling. Mm -hmm. And if I feel, and it'll show up because they're not, they're not ready to move forward or they can't move forward because there's this issue that they still need to deal with. Okay. In which case, I refer them okay. to a counselor or therapist. So is that is that something that you see, Megan, in your in your career as a therapist? Like, are they, do like would you say that's that's a fair statement as far as backwards yeah. and forward looking? Yeah. I'd say that's really fair. I mean, in some ways, you definitely need to look at the past and address the things there to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and also, sometimes I'll get people who walk in the door that that don't think they need to go to the past and then as we're addressing barriers it's like oh no we really need to go there mm -hmm. um but I think that's a really nice way to put it that counseling and psychotherapy and things like that help with addressing the things at the past and then life coaching is about not really having any barriers to address and being able to move forward right away mm. excellent you know I, I always I like how you address the fact of coaching because to me, I always say that any type of coach, regardless of what it is you're coaching for, 
is kind of the person in the room that gets you up in the morning to say, and says, get your shoes on, get out of bed, get, get things rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people, people gen in general is even, even the most motivated ones. It's always good to have someone in your corner that's mm -hmm. prodding you to make sure that you're accountable to what it is you say you want to do. Right. And, and I do that all the time in my, my career as a planner, as a financial planner, because I say I'm a financial coach to a certain degree because I say, you know, if you set, if you set a goal and you tell me that's what you want to achieve, then what are you doing to help make yourself accountable for it? So if I have to be the guy that wakes you up at 530 in the morning and says, get out of bed and, and, and get things going, I, that's, that's how I relate coaching in my, in my world. So, so tell me a little bit more about the coaching. So, so yes. what, so give me, give me some examples of, of what it is that you help your clients with. So I'll just, uh, before, and before I go there, I just want to distinguish that life coaching is a little bit different from that sports coach or the person mm. who's passing their expertise on to you. With a life coach, um, I'm very much about helping you find your own answers. Okay. And that's much more effective um, than somebody telling you what you need to do. Okay. And I'll give you a, a simple example of that is, um, say a client comes to me and they want to be exercising more. So uh, if I were maybe the sports coach or the coach, uh, and I would give them my suggestion, uh, well, if you want to exercise more, you should do what I do. I like to get up at 6.30 in the morning and I go walking for half an hour and I go by myself because it's out in nature and I like the quiet and solitude. Mm -hmm. And for the client, if they're not the morning person, that's not very helpful for them. Mm. But if I were to ask them instead, well, what do you enjoy doing that will give you the benefit of, of exercise? Then they're looking for the answer mm. as opposed to me providing them with the answer. That's because, a good point. Because my answer is based on my experience mm. and what I think is best, whereas I'm trying to find out what would work best for the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and again, there's that co-activity, right? That's, and, I'm, and I'm there to help them discover that. Okay. It's really lovely to hear that you have such a client-centered approach because it's true it, I think it's really arrogant to assume that we know what's best for another person so giving them the opportunity to come up with their own answer is really the best way to support someone yeah thank you you know it's funny that you guys that you both mentioned that because I think that's part of the reason why many diets fail yeah. right yeah because mm -hmm. they superimpose this is what you this is what you have to do right mm -hmm. and if you don't like broccoli yeah. and the diet tells you to eat broccoli all the time then you're not going to stick with it right yeah, so yeah, yeah. finding a way to incorporate what's needed within what you enjoy doing or what makes you feel good about yourself I think is is important for yeah. sure yeah. yeah like what so what works yeah what works what's going to work for them mm -hmm. is, yeah and, and it's often it's always interesting what unfolds when you ask when you ask the question what and what the client comes up with and you're thinking well a, I wouldn't have thought of that, and B, it wouldn't work for me, but it's not about me. It's about what's going to work for the client. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And building on the strengths they have that already exactly. exist. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so Examples. you're, so you're going to lead into um, some some things that... Um, Examples of, you know, of, of coaching, yeah. Yeah, so um, as I, I've been coaching for over 15 years, but in the last few years I have been working primarily with women who've gone through a midlife divorce. Okay. And the challenge for them is not only are they dealing with being single again, but as in a midlife divorce, they're often facing that empty nest. Mm. And so they're, they no longer have the role and 
of a mother, or no longer have the role of a, of a spouse, and, and their you know, role as a mother is lessening. The mm -hmm. kids are often leaving home. And so it's really, from my perspective, it's an opportunity to really look at who am I mm -hmm. now, right? I'm no longer, I've lost these identities. Who am I and what do I want? Right. So um, generally speaking, people come to me uh, when they've completed the divorce or they've got the, the settlement and they're ready to move forward. So I know, uh, so one lady came to me and um, what she wanted was direction. Um, she had, she was working, she, she had been working. One child was in university, one was going to be leaving for university. And, and she really saw that she had the opportunity, right, to, to really recreate her life. But she didn't know what. And she didn't want to make the mis didn't want to make a mistake, you know, or, or fall into old habits kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So with coaching, um, she got really clear about what, what 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 she wanted. And one of the things that we connected with um, that she hadn't had time for was really that she had quite a free creative spirit. Mm -hmm. And because of the demands of of family, demands of of her job, like that had just been tossed like put on the back burner and for almost forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And so her life started to be about, well, where does my free spirit want to go? Mm -hmm. What is my create, what creativity, what creative projects do I want to get involved in now, mm -hmm. right now that I have that opportunity? Mm -hmm. And it was really, you know, I talk about when my clients have aha moments, how, how wonderful it is. Um, and that was an aha moment for her. When she, when she connected to this free spirit that used to be a part of who she was. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love how the, how, the, how the fact, I love how you reframe the discussion because you, you know that whole conversation about glass half full, glass half empty, mm -hmm. right? And, and I find many times uh, clients will uh, see the fear of, of transitioning into something different in their lives, right? So it's the fear that paralyzes them. And yeah. they, they don't want to make a choice. And they, they, they're looking at it from the sense of loss, of what yes. they're losing in their life. And I appreciate the fact that you reframe it into the opportunity mm -hmm. to become the person you want to be, right? Because my, my background is in, is in uh, psychology as well, because okay. I took psych in university, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, went, I, I didn't follow the whole thing through. I did, I did actually criminal psychology, oh, so, right. <laughs> so it only relates so much, right? <laughs> But but I but I understand and I appreciate the models both Megan you and Vicky use to help people kind of connect with themselves you know and bring it out so do you want to no? so um, you mentioned that you work with divorcing clients and I appreciate the fact as well that you use the word client because um, I use the word client all the time because oh, okay. it's a different relationship than a customer mm -hmm. right? oh yes absolutely right yeah, so um, and it's it it, it kind of it, it kind of anchors you to your clients and makes, makes the relationship a little deeper just by using that language. So I, I appreciate that, that you're saying that. Um, but you, you said that you specialize in divorcing clients, right? Now, is it predominantly female? That it's you... predominantly female, yes. Right, right. Okay. So what, uh, what made you decide to do that? What made you decide to work and help and coach predominantly divorcing female clients? Um, well, it was, it's been a journey. Um, and I started initially... Well, when you start start any practice, I could work with anybody, and I can, you know, I can coach anyone. Um, but what I started 
for almost from day one was working with people who have gone or going through a transition in their life. And it's just basically unfolded. So I was working with um, both men and women um, who are making changes or transitioning in their life, uh, whether that's sometimes a change in career, sometimes that was uh, retirement. I worked in that area. Um, predominantly, my coaching practice has been mostly with women. And I think it's because, and again, I'm going to make a general statement, but I think women tend to, are more open to, are more open to looking, or they take the first step in looking for support when they're going through a change and a challenge. They're, they tend to look for support. And so generally speaking, I do work with, with women. And what I noticed, and then I started working mainly with women in midlife. Mm -hmm. And then what I started looking who I, who I then was working with. And I really saw the need, and people were calling me that, women were calling me that are going through that midlife divorce. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Um, it's becoming quite common, this idea of a gray divorce, where people are separating, divorcing much later in life. Um, and so they are looking for that support. Right. So for me, it's about, and, and you're right when you say it, it is, it's overwhelming for some. And at the, they've been married maybe 25, 30 years, and for whatever reason, right? Sometimes it happens in retirement because maybe the career was buffering the relationship. Right. Right, or the kids leave home, and the kids were buffering the relationship, or they were waiting till the kids left before they started thinking about divorce. So there's all sorts of reasons, but uh, it's really, for me, it's about having them see that it's not the end, it's a beginning. Mm -hmm. And it really is an opportunity to relook at the choices you made in life, because the choices you made and what you wanted in your 20s may not be, you know, obviously may not be what you want when you're in your 50s. Mm -hmm. Uh, or late 40s, 50s. So it's really an opportunity to take a look at what what would be really fulfilling for me now? Like, mm -hmm. And who am I? That, you know, and you have this wealth of life experience to draw upon. And mm -hmm. it's getting really clear what would be fulfilling and meaningful for me for this new chapter right. in your life. Yeah. And so Vicki, what do you find that that most people are noticing about what they want next in their life? Is there a theme that you've noticed? Golly, it's so different. It's, it depends on the individual. But uh, I'll share one story uh, with a woman that I worked with. Um, and she actually came to me um, when, the, when most, of the, most of the divorce was settled, but they still had some assets that they were arguing about, if I can put it that way. Um, and she, she was referred to me. She said... Negotiating. Like, <laughs> negotiating, yeah. They're still negotiating. So she said to me, oh... She said, I was told to come to you because I needed a backbone at the mediation table, uh -huh. Uh -huh, which I thought was sort of fun. So anyways, in the process of the coaching, um, that was partly what we were working on. But what she recognized was that she had lost herself mm -hmm. in the marriage, you know, yeah. married 21 years. And it was always about what the spouse wanted. And she mm -hmm. was used to just giving in to whatever. Right. And, and she said, you know... Um, I used to be quite an adventurous person, and she had lost all of that. Mm -hmm. So in the course of coaching, and I have a program, um, and she took my divorce program, and what she got connected with was really who she was. This, this person was adventurous, um, and she realized she had this whole new chapter in her life. Um, she did get the backbone at the mediation table um, <laughs> in, in the process, but that was a big thing, um, and actually... Her parents said to her, you know, we feel like we've got our daughter back. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
but no, she, she just really felt she, yeah, yeah, she had lost herself, and now she was back to really reclaiming, she was kind of reclaiming her life mm -hmm. and reclaiming who she was. Do you find sometimes clients need permission from someone else to become who they are again? Do you feel like they yeah. have to... They, they need someone else to tell them it's okay to be themselves? Well, yes, and part of what it is, um, and I think especially for women, we're, we're sort of brought up, we're the nurturer, right? We're the one who's looking after, generally speaking, we're the one who's looking after um, the children, the family, right? We're the caregiver. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm inviting them to think about, well, what would they like? Their response is, you know what, that feels selfish mm -hmm. to be thinking about me. Um, I feel guilty doing that. Right. And so that's part of my coaching. And when I'm coaching anyone at some point, because you're making changes in your life, mm -hmm. they're going to hit a stumbling block. Right. And part of my role as a coach is to what's going on, what is that stumbling block really about? Right. They're making changes and they have that little, we all have that little inner critic voice that's going on telling us why we shouldn't do it. It's, you know, it's too, you're too old, it's too late. Um, all of those little conversations. And for me, I call that... Well, coaching, they call it your gremlin. Mm -hmm. Part of my role as a coach is, is, what, is, is this the gremlin talking to me right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what's really going on for you right now? Yeah. It's amazing that, like, even the most successful people in life mm -hmm. uh, have that inner voice. Right? Mm -hmm. You look at people that are, that are uber successful, and from my conversations with them, uh, I think that's one of the first things that they identify is that they, that they have that voice in their head. They just learned how to deal with it, yes. right? How to how to use it to their to their to their benefit, right? I'm gonna go turn the heat down because I'm like it's like really hot here. <laughs> Keep talking. Okay. Uh, we can. I can edit. Well. Yeah. Yeah, we can edit. Yeah. Okay. That was a great question, Megan. Oh, thanks. Um, well, it's interesting because that comes up with my clients a lot as well. I mean, obviously, we're doing other stuff with addressing things like childhood abuse and sexual trauma, mm. but a lot of them are wanting to move forward. So we, we do bring that bit up as well. I, I've noticed that my clientele seems to be like mid-30s women mm. who are just, I don't know, they're, they're just, feels like they're just start, kind of starting to wake up to notice like, oh, I've really fallen into this role as a mother or a wife and I'm not, I don't even feel like a person anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you're noticing those same themes. Yeah, and I think in midlife, um, it's sort of a, I think most, you know, we talk about this midlife crisis, it's not, mm -hmm. um, it's, I, again, I say it's like a midlife opportunity, but it's not mm -hmm. unusual in midlife, because I kind of went through that, of reflecting on your life path. Yes. And, and is this really what I want? Um, reflecting on the choices. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's um, and that's part of it. So my role, um, and, and you're right when you talk about, you know, this inner critic voice, that gremlin never goes away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were mentioning how successful people don't let it stop them. I think most of us at the beginning don't even, aren't even aware of the voice. Mm -hmm. It's there and it's, and it's, or if you're aware of it, it's, it's your thinking that it's speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. And part of my role is, you know, helping people distinguish that gremlin conversation, that inner critic that's going on. It's not speaking the truth. And the one thing that will help sort of handle the gremlin conversation is when I connect the client, my client, to their values. Mm -hmm. So you have a, you know, well, I'll use exercise again. So you've got a very strong value of health and looking after yourself. And, you know, when the, the alarm goes off at 6.30 in the morning to go to the gym or whatever it is, you've got that little voice saying, oh, 
you know, doesn't matter. Let's just sleep in with that little voice. I think I was listening to that one this morning. Yeah, so and in the moment, you know what? It's about when you connect to the value. Oh, you know what? This is this is really important to me. I want you know I've got a commitment. I want to look after myself, so I'm not so I'm well as I get older. That value is what's going to sort of quiet the gremlin conversation. Right. And part of what I do as a coach is helping people identify their values and especially their core values, mm. because that's where fulfillment lies. Right. So mm. if they're making decisions, and that's why after a while making a choice, making choices and decisions, because some are often afraid of making the wrong decision, mm -hmm. is checking in, is, going to be in, is this in alignment with my values? Mm -hmm. Is this what's important to me? And if it's not, if you're making a choice that's not in alignment with your values, then either you're going to fail mm -hmm. or, you'll, or you'll just suffer. Right. Because you're following a path that, that's, not yours. that's not yours. Right. That's not Excellent. Yeah. Do, you find, um, do you find the fact that you've been through a divorce yourself is that how does that impact how you give advice? Does it impact how you give advice in any way, or do you draw from that at all? Um, <clears throat> well, what I do tell them, um, I guess, because I've been I've been divorced and and uh, yeah, it was all a very miserable kind of thing, um, and I, that I took my time. That's a big thing is that I took my time before I got into another serious relationship, mm. and I do tell them. Um, that there is, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, that there are, you know, it is possible to have a good relationship, but what I really emphasize is to give themselves breathing space. Mm -hmm. Don't be, uh, I mean, I do see this, eh, where people just want to rush into a new relationship thinking, oh, that, that'll solve everything. If I can just be, have somebody in my life again, then I won't have to deal with, you know, being alone or not being part of a couple. And, and, and my thing is give yourself breathing space get reacquainted with yourself because at that point your most important relationship is the one with yourself mm -hmm. and when you really take the time get clear again like what I talk about your values what's important to you um, and even eventually think about well what kind of relationship do I want to have then when you're ready you're more likely then you can it's a lot easier to start dating and meeting somebody because um, you have an idea of the kind of ideal relationship you'd like to have mm -hmm. so that to me the relationship is enhancing your life, mm -hmm. right? It's not there to fix anything. Right, right. That's the distinction. Yeah, I see that, uh, and that's that's uh, tends to be a very common theme for many of the divorce professionals we have on on the show. Is they say, you know, um, take your time before you make any snap judgments, and that goes towards real estate. Mm. And because many times people will rush into buying another house, mm -hmm. maybe that they can't afford, which then causes more stress, right? And mm -hmm. It's the same thing about relocating. Sometimes they just want to get away from the ex-spouse, so mm. they want to like almost go to another region, but then that creates other problems. So it's it's I think it's taking the time to really uh, ask yourself how you feel and and what you think is the best move, and then asking other people, using other people as a sounding board, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and again, in the midst of that, of asking other people, um, is I. Uh, I mean, I do talk about not letting the advice of others mm -hmm. influence you too much. And it's like taking what their advice is, but again, checking in with yourself, with your values. Is this, you know, is this really, is this really going to fit what, what's important to me? Okay. 
So you said something, you have a process, right? I do. That you take clients through. Can you give us kind of high level, a little bit about like what that process um, is like? Yeah, I have a program called How to Live Your Best Life okay. After a Midlife Divorce. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really what I've been talking about a little bit. The first part is about getting reacquainted with yourself in your new circumstances. So what are your values? What are your strengths? What are your interests? Um, really just taking a fresh look at your life because up until you know you may have been being pretty critical of yourself um, as opposed to appreciating yourself and that's what I'd like to shine the light on okay is really appreciating who you are um, think about what 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 would you like to have what's important to you now going forward what is you know what are your dreams and desires are there some fresh ideas that are that are calling you like in this this lady that I had actually one woman I had um, she ended up uh, really connecting with the fact that she was wanted to be a writer, okay, and she had the wherewithal, the fun, you know, the finances and the freedom, and she eventually moved down south, and was writing a book. So, um, you know, let those dreams and desires at least come forward, and it may not be that specifically, but uh, you, what's that really pointing to? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I talk about renewing your um, social circle because mm. that's important too. Get rid of some of the negativity in your life. Yeah, and, and you know, all of a sudden you're single again, so are there are there things that you like to do that maybe you haven't had time to do before mm -hmm. um, so that you're not always sitting at home? And that's a challenge, but it, I always start with what what are ways to, again, what are ways to expand your social circle, right? Mm -hmm. That would work for you. I mean, are there interests like sports or hobbies that you like to do that maybe you can do with a group? Right. So we really look at that. Um, talk about health care and uh, self-care and enhancing your health and well-being mm -hmm. um, and come up with really specific strategies to right. do that. Um, I do talk about um, your relationship with money a little bit because some of them have never had to budget before. So mm -hmm. we, we touch on that. What, what are, and everybody's challenge around money is different. Absolutely. So yeah. we do that. Um, and really by the end it's having that action plan and a structure of support and moving forward. Right. So we get a whole picture out there of what they want. No, that's a, that's excellent. Like it's a, it's nice to have that structure. I know one thing that uh, you touched on, with, which is your social social circles. Yes. I remember reading a book one time, and the author said, "Go through the exercise occasionally of firing a friend." Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So analyze your network of friends and find the ones that look at the ones that are having a negative impact on your life, or the ones that are always saying something negative about their day or their life, or they're, they're not really genuinely listening to you. They're just, they just, you're just another place for them to dump all their negativity. And um, that kind of made me think of that, because if you have enough, I, I find that um, the people around you give off energy. Yes, and absolutely. And if you have too many of them in your life that, that give off negative energy, you're going to be absorbing that and it affects your mental state Absolutely. right like how you how you act so uh, when the author said fire a friend I thought that was brilliant <laughs> because it's like you know just purge the yep. people around you and it's scary to do that so I'm glad that you address that in your um, and that and you know the other thing people are often dealing with when they've gone through a divorce is that they lose some of their friendships mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. your friends may not want to choose one partner over the other but it happens right and not to take it personally right that it happens and and again connect with the ones that you want to stay connected with yeah and yeah. and then move on and you know be open to new relationships new friendships I think that was one of the one of the um, one of the driving factors also of divorce net believe it or not because uh, one of the, of the ongoing themes we heard from some 
people going through divorce was the fact that they lose their network. Not just yep. their social network, but their professional network. Mm. Because maybe their spouse had the mechanic. And right. you know the ongoing, I have a guy for that? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's always the other partner that had the guy for it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got this partner who has no network professionally, right? The, the HVAC guy or the, 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 the mechanic or the, you know, whatever, uh, the accountant or the real estate agent or whatever. They, did, they don't have yeah. the network. So that was a big driving force behind uh, DivorceNet was, was trying to help people rebuild their professional network. So, yeah. Um, okay, so that's awesome. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I think, uh, is there something else that you want to add other than in the, your process? Well, my process, and just to say that I do have some free resources on my website. Okay. Uh, for anyone okay. who's interested, um, my website is lifesnewchapter.com. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's on the Divorce Net. Bi- yep. My bio's there. Okay. But I have a free ebook, and it's called How to Make the Best Decisions for You, mm-hmm. even when you're not sure what to do. Great. So again, I take a coaching approach to um, when you're facing decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, how what are ways so that you can make the decision that's right for you. Okay. So I have that free ebook, and along with that, I do have a monthly ezine called Life's New Chapter. Oh, great! So it's a newsletter. Monthly a newsletter. newsletter. And um, when if someone's curious at all about coaching, mm-hmm. I invite them to give me a call, and um, I'll talk to them a little bit about coaching. And if I think they're ready for coaching, then I offer a complimentary. Um, session called Rewrite Your Life Session. Oh. And that's, that's... It gives them a taste of coaching, and uh, the focus of that is to have you walk away with some clarity on your vision, mm-hmm. knowing what the stumbling blocks will be, and there's always a next step action plan. Awesome. Awesome. So before we go, any funny stories? Anything Anything that's ever happened that's happened? Well, you asked me that on the... Well, you asked me that earlier, and the one thing I came up with, well, I thought I couldn't think of anything until I thought, well, I have coached naked. <laughs> yeah, what? So, <laughs> You're gonna have to elaborate yeah, so, on that. Yeah, one. So, I know for that. yeah. So, con- so coaching is done by telephone. So you know, I do have early morning calls, and I have, I have been in my pajamas on occasion. Um, but this one day, I wasn't expecting the call. The client was going to be on holidays, like coming back the day before. So I thought we had decided we weren't having the call. So it was seven o'clock. I'm ready to get into the shower, and my office telephone rang so I'm running in oh my god um and I've done this for telephones and so I had house coat in one hand telephone in the other trying to you know talk to the client no 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 I hadn't forgotten I haven't forgotten and I'm standing there it's the winter time oh my god so that's what you'd call strip down advice strip down yeah, perfect oh that's excellent yeah. so thank goodness for telephones Yes, yes. Uh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so how would people... <laughs> I'm still thinking processing that. Um, Everyone's fully clothed. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Yes. Listeners, we all know where podcast. we have a podcast. So, Vicki, on that note, can you tell people a little bit more about how they'd get a hold of you, the other phone number, your, your contact my, information? So my phone number is 613-224-9259. And... Um, you can talk, contact me by telephone or vicky at lifesnewchapter.com. Mm-hmm. Um, again, go to my website and uh, the information's there. And, of course, it's on the DivorceNet bio section. That's right. Excellent. Okay, so thank you for that. Megan, uh, maybe you'd like to tell people about uh, how do they get a hold of you as well because you work with Shula, mm-hmm. and Shula is part of DivorceNet as well. Yeah, so. I definitely can. Um, so you can get a hold of me at Compassionate Support for Stressful Times. 613-868-9642 and I'm extension 2. 
Uh, we also have our website, and you can email me at Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N, at Shula, S-H-U-L-A, dot C-A. Beautiful. You know, what I found about this entire podcast is I'm incredibly relaxed right now. Because mm-hmm. oh, we've got a coach and we've got a therapist, <laughs> and I'm like totally relaxed. Like some of our podcasts we've had are high energy guests, and I walk out and I'm just like, oh. I'm like ready to take on the day. And right now I'm just ready to relax and go and maybe, you know, have a have a relaxing walk with my dog. And it's <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you so much for both of you to be on being on the show. And Thank you very uh, much. I look forward to seeing you in the future. Okay. Yeah, Thank thanks, you. Thanks. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Our mission is to give access for every person in Canada to connect with reliable divorce professionals and advice locally. Divorcenet.ca. Expert advice made simple.